Welcome, everybody. This is Sarah and Katie, and this is For the Love of Two Hippies. Thanks for coming back. If this is your first time, welcome. We're glad you're here. And we're excited to talk about our next little phase. We just ended our, what did we call it? What series did we Inner call it? Work, three-parter series. Yeah, so we just finished that, and we want to dive a little bit deeper into it um, each week. So we are going to talk about kind of what phase you're in because we left off with shadow work and that's kind of hard to dive into just on your own. Um, the three parts, if you haven't listened, are self-love, second part was inner child, and then third part was shadow work. So we thought we would re-examine all of those over the next month. And then this week, we're going to talk about what phase you're in to kind of get you started on what areas you're going to um or you kind of need to start working on, I guess, if you're wanting to start working on it. Um, but again, thanks for joining us. And if this is your first time, we usually start out with an affirmation. And our affirmation for today is an unexamined life is a life living unfulfilled. So. Yeah, it is. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. I like this whole self-discovery topic that we're diving into I think it's especially with like you were talking about earlier the, what it, the we're in cancer right now the moon's in cancer yeah. yeah or the sun I'm sorry the sun's in cancer the sun is in cancer so so it's all emotional and watery and yeah. oh I saw this thing from Deborah Silverman she's also an astrologist who is on Instagram and um, she said if you're feeling overly emotional right now it's collective pain I read that. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then all the stuff I've been listening to right now, like, let's be honest, guys, I've been having a pretty hard time. So if you re if you were on the subconscious mind mastery page or the hippie page or my personal Facebook, then I've probably been pretty absent and that's why. So the the stuff I've been learning lately is just like a lot to handle and it's all like collective. And so when she said that, I was like, whoa. Yeah. So true. And there's Just definitely everything's some... transitioning. Yeah. A big transition, a lot of unlearning. Yeah. Which is one of the phases, which is why we wanted to kind of dive into these top five questions of what phase you're in. Yeah. Um, right now. Because I feel like we're all so obviously we're so different. But um what phase you're in, what it means, has it come up before and have you ignored it? I'm raising my hand. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Um, and how many times am I going to live through this cycle before I train, I, I break it. Um, you guys have probably been through that. Um, yeah. So I felt like this was important. We were going to, there's about 10 questions and we were going to go through that, which we may talk about a couple of the other ones, but I thought figuring out what phase you're in is kind of a good place to start before we dive into our little shadow work like our inner work why can I not remember what we're calling this <laughs> our inner work um workshops which is just it's not really anything I mean we're not gonna like have any zoom meetings or anything about it just because everyone's on such different time schedules um because we we reach in all over the world <laughs> but um yeah we thought it was important to kind of break down these phases so that we can just chat about it, see where you're at, see how you're feeling, and then move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. 
And I like this because we are working it, it, because we have so often talked about the spiritual awakening process and how that kind of helps us to unravel these conditioning, all of these things that we've been taught that maybe don't align now that we're, mm-hmm. you know, elder millennials. <laughs> and- oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to go throw up. <laughs> You're an elder millennial. Not everybody listens as an elder millennial, but we are. Um, so the goal here is kind of to unravel our... elder. We're an elder. Our- <laughs> We're <can>. an elder. <laughs> so there is a comedian on Netflix that I'd love to watch, Eliza uh, Slushing. I'm going to say it. Yeah, I'm she's hilarious. But she's hilarious. So she has this whole elder millennial comedian skit, whatever that's called, that she does on Netflix. And I love it because she's just so funny. But... um. So we use this to kind of unravel our potential and finding our purpose. And, and, and maybe you are like what Sarah was talking about earlier in a period of um, chaos where you have to try to find balance within it. And yeah. so when we can have these moments of self-discovery and clarification and ask ourselves the real questions so that we can dive a little bit deeper it's, you know, as a collective and as a single person working, it's, it's, I think it's helpful. And and it's just like, I feel like I read so much stuff that's, hey, do these journal prompts. Hey, do this, do this. Oh, you need to work on shadow work. Oh, why don't you love yourself for once? It's like, cool, great. And then you, nothing else. And so I'm just like, well, I'm still stuck here. I still don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm in the middle of the spiritual awakening. Yeah, I have people that can help me, but it's really hard at the beginning. And it's really hard to navigate your way. And if you're like me, you, you buy books and you buy like journals and you buy planners and you buy all these things. But then if you never take the time to actually like open them, then that's not super helpful. Yeah. So these are good ways to kind of just slowly get into that because our lives are so busy and you can't just sit down and take, well, you could, cause that's what Thomas did. He just literally took a year off, but you, if you have kids or that's a little harder to just completely immerse yourself in your health and your, or your transitioning. Um, but this way we can do it together and we can do it slow and we can, work through things without it getting overwhelming. Yeah. Because if you guys are feeling how I'm feeling or how I know everything's been really emotional and we've been talking about that on Thomas's podcast, he's also uh, been bringing up a lot of um, inner child meditations and healing. So I know it's on everyone's mind right now, but um, it gets depressing. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. And it's like hard to bring up those emotions when you're already feeling so emotional. So it's like you want to stay away from it. But this is the time that you this is the time that we need to keep pushing and need to not give up and need to really have the growth. Because if we do it together, it's not as hard. Mm -hmm. And if you're like me, you're going to cycle through it again in a couple more months. So it's like, yeah, might as well just rip the bandaid off and just get it going and figure it out so that you can start actually living a fulfilled life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how important is it to tend to that inner voice that we all have? We, we often ignore it and 
look for the logic part of it. And maybe that's not where you're at. Maybe you do need to focus on your gut and what it's telling you and what your heart is telling you and start there first. Yeah. And so. Cool. What phase are you currently in? Um, that's fairly loaded. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think the phases constantly change. Yeah, for sure. But I, but I think it's important to evaluate what phase you're in right now in this moment and not judge it for anything else. Like not what are you wanting to work on? What are you actually in? Mm -hmm. What are you struggling with right now? What's going well? What brought you the most joy in this like in your current phase, where do you feel joy? Um, I've started doing walks and stuff. So that's been fun. Yeah. Just getting out in nature more. Cause I've been talking, I've been if, on clubhouse when we talked, we talked about self care and self love. Um, we talked about how I'm bad at meditating, which I know I'm a little, it's a practice. I get that. Um, <laughs> I just don't do it. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> um, the listeners are probably saying the same thing in the same tone that I'm saying it in. It's a practice. I know I'm working on it, but, um, if I'm outside, I try not to have headphones in. I try to just be in nature and just think in my head, which is sometimes a lot of talking regardless. But, um, so that, um, trying to get more sleep is what I've been doing, I guess. Mm -hmm. But what's brought me more, most joy, probably just, um, Probably cuddling with my dog. <laughs> he makes me so happy when he cuddles me. He's so sweet. <laughs> uh, I, Mine probably is along the same lines of yours. We've been spending a lot of time uh, exploring like creeks around our part of the world and watching my kids kind of, you know, catching and releasing crawdads and just experiencing their joy through their eyes um, because that's my phase right now. I'm, I'm a mom. <laughs> so <laughs> my phase is nurturing where they are as well as maybe trying to figure out who I am in the process, which that's been much easier here in the last couple of years. Yeah. But, but I feel like, right. Like, like when I'm thinking phase, I'm thinking like the last two weeks mm-hmm. or a month for you, probably two weeks for me, month for you. So I feel like you've been having to kind of mom your old self too. Mm-hmm. Well, like I've been learning a lot. And that's one of the yeah. questions on here is what are you are or are you unlearning or what are you unlearning? And um, if you've listened to the last couple episodes, I've talked about how I am in therapy right now. Um And it's been beneficial because there are some things that I have had to unlearn when it comes to, we're just, we're just going to do it today, I guess. But when it comes to religion, because I grew up um, in private school and there are some things that I have learned in my old age as an elder millennial that (laughs) uh, don't, that are, that don't align with what I believe is correct and that that don't feel okay. And so I feel like I'm, I'm, 
But it's not even the fact that you don't feel it's correct. It's the fact of how you were conditioned to believe something. Mm -hmm. Like even if it was something else, like just the fact of how you were taught to believe something and you were conditioned around that and how that affected your mental health and emotional health in the moment of your adolescence of growing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it created a lot of fear for you. Yeah. A lot of fear surrounding a lot of things like intimacy and, um, you know, self-love, self-love and judgment towards yourself. Yeah. So there's a lot of unlearning. That's, that's probably my phase right now. I'm, I'm unlearning a lot of things that were conditioned. Um, and figuring out what part of that things that I did learn that I want to carry on over to the next phase or what I want to teach my children. Yeah, for sure. I'm unlearning, but it's different. Like it's more the truth of our country, I guess. And also, um, my old patterns, mm-hmm. but it's still unclear to me. Like I'm still, I'm unlearning, but it, it's still really unclear what I'm, what specifically I'm, um, trying to be different about, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because, and this is also another reason why I feel like we're doing this really slowly is because if you're how I feel right now and it's kind of every, like, when I look at a question prompt, like nothing happens in my brain because I'm so mentally like Mm -hmm. right now. So it's like, not like, like I was prompted a question the other day and I was like, I can't even begin to process even that question and then fully explain what the answer is. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if, if you're in that state, which if you're a water baby, which I am, which doesn't have anything to do with that but if you're emotional and you feel emotions you're going to feel the tension of everything right now and the the earth and the people around you and so sometimes everything's just going to be too like I'm just overstimulated I can't answer these questions so I'm just trying to break down what I'm supposed to be unlearning like I'm taking it like week by week honestly just prompt and and that's why we're going kind of slow with this in case you guys are dealing with that and also just because our lives are so busy yeah and especially because it's summertime and we've yeah it's good to be outside yeah outside so sorry i'm fighting with this net (laughs) uh so have you ever done kind of an evaluation of where you're at Mm-mm. I haven't either. And it feels heavy. Yeah, that's how I was like, uh-uh, not today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not today. Um, An evaluation of where you're at. Yeah, I don't know. Or is it like a questionnaire? No. Is it like a... Just kind of like... Like, basically what we're doing now. Trying to discover where these phases are and what the phase is and... You know, like you remember in Shrek, how they talk about how, you know, it's like Shrek is an onion. Isn't that what they talk about? How there's like uh-huh. layers to the ogre. <laughs> um, yeah. I, yeah, like the, un- yeah, the onion thing. Yeah. Um, I don't, 
I don't know. I've never, I've never done that. Um, but let's see, let's think. Yeah, no, <laughs> I need like, I need uh, like a questionnaire or something. Yeah. Well, so when I was in a, we were talking about this, the I, th- I think in the last one, maybe, or in something else. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> so I was in a clubhouse and they were talking about shadow work. And there was a gentleman in the clubhouse who said everything that had that has happened to me being negative or the fact that their father was extremely abusive and all of those things have created who he is now. And so he wouldn't go back and change it, which I thought was really interesting because, yes, life is where, you know, we put everything kind of compartmentalized into these crates and it's an experience and yes it's going to teach you something I guess and my husband will even say the same thing because he's had he has had to unlearn or not repeat the things that have that maybe his dad did or you know just to to not be who he was because you know and so when we un I think when we start to unpeel or peel that onion, like it can get so overwhelming. Yeah. Cause it, it's like, you're not, you're not only changing, you're not only peeling back the layers of yourself, you're peeling back the layers of ancestral trauma, mm-hmm. like what's been passed down. And maybe it wasn't a, a catalyst for growth. Yeah. It was. Catalyst. Yeah. We don't want to be like, yes, we want to be resilient, but I hate that when they say, well, the kids are resilient. They'll get over it. Well, no, (laughs) that's not, that's truly not how it works. I mean, I don't want to give my kids a childhood they have to recover from. Yeah. Um, who said it the other day? It was like, um, I don't remember. It was something about like that generation just created a lot of oh we were talking about we were talking about work or we were talking about work we were talking about people at work that are are a little younger than our parents age and probably like the 10 year gap after our parents and how you would go pick your own switch mm-hmm. and like the things that you were beat with when you were little yeah and um i was like but did it work I was like, did you continue to get in trouble? And they're like, well, yeah. And I was like, so you guys are just fueling. And then one of, one of our regulars was like, yeah, we were just um, creating work for the counselors in the next 20 years because we're all broken adults now. And I was like, exactly, because it wasn't. But it's such we, we talk about this all the time. It's not that they we're not saying your parents did it wrong. We're saying that they just did what they thought they were conditioned. They were, they'd been conditioned to do Mm -hmm. and they never had anybody once again, step back and say, is this really working? Like I get it. Some kids can be crazy, but like, is it working? Like my, my friend, she used to get the neighbor up the street. She used to get hot sauce in her mouth. Be when she would say a cuss word or when she would talk back. And I was like, did that work? And she's like, no, I just started liking hot sauce. And I'm just like, (laughs) 
or like putting Made soap in someone's mouth, like putting like, oh, let me wash soap in your mouth. Like what a violation of like my rights as a human being, mm-hmm. you forcing a chemical into my mouth and not letting me take it out. Like, look, and if you do that with your kids, fine. But like, what, why, why do you do that? Do you just do that because that's what was done to you? When and then I if you... started working as a 15 year old kid in a daycare, because that's how I started out because... I love kids and I love being around them and they're just, you know, I just, I, that's always what I wanted to do. Like even now, if I could start a daycare that was safe, like that's, you know, that's what I would love to do. Um, but I worked in this daycare and like what you were saying, if the, not my class, somebody else's class, but, and I did report them because they would, if somebody would bite, if a, if a little kid would bite, they would take them down to the kitchen and put hot sauce in their mouth. And, (laughs) <laughs> number one i'm like, pretty sure it, it's illegal <laughs> especially yeah, in the especially daycare setting right um and i did report them but it just it it didn't make any sense they didn't know why they were being dragged downstairs and why sauce was being poured in their mouth like they had no idea and they're like is it lunchtime like, yeah <laughs> i don't understand what's going on <laughs> they had no idea but and then it's the same thing and i've i've learned this in the last several years but you can't punish a child or even a dog if what they like you know if I'm out of the house all day long and my dog piddles on the floor I can't come home and punish them for it they're not going to know what you're smacking them for yeah because it happened so long ago yeah and yeah I don't know it's just I don't know it's crazy but we can get off the child thing that's what we always (laughs) end up talking about we always go back to that but it's just a it's just a good example because a lot of people think it isn't harmful, but it is an invalidation of emotions that mm-hmm. are handled the wrong way, which is why we all end up in this position. Like a lot of males, especially you're. I don't know how many parents I've heard or in movies, it's like glorified. Like if you keep crying, I'm going to give you something to actually cry about. It's like, well, if I'm crying, I'm obviously upset. Yeah. So then as an adult. Like you don't allow yourself to have those emotions or let those emotions be valid. And then that's a whole other problem. And then you end up in non-functional relationships or you had to help yourself as a starting off as a seven-year-old little child. You had to, you had to keep your, by all means necessary, you had to keep yourself safe. And now as an adult, you're very guarded. You're very protected. Like that's how my old boss was. And I know multiple people, one of my friends in college, in in college, his mom was addicted to drugs and, and she, and he would come to school dirty. And his teacher finally was like, you need to come to with, you need to come to school with clean clothes. And he's like, I don't know how to do laundry. I've never been showed how to do laundry. And my mom's always gone. I I have to cook and I have to do everything. And he was literally like six years old. Mm Mm-hmm. Probably not six, probably like eight, but because he was in fourth grade. So however old you are when you're in fourth grade, but he was like, I'm super weird about cleanliness now because an adult had to come to me and say, you smell, you're, you're don't have clean clothes on. And he's like, from then on, I had to make sure all the laundry was done for all of us kids because he was the oldest. And he was like, I had to make food for us all the time. Otherwise you wouldn't eat. I'd come home and my mom would have friends over and they would be smoking and drinking and 
and then I have to get all the kids to bed. It's like, what child deserves to go through that? Mm -hmm. And, and how does that make you an, how, how do you turn into an adult or how, how does that look when you're older? You know what I mean? You can either spiral down from it or you can Mm -hmm. have growth from it, but still, I don't know, whatever. Well, and the goal isn't to survive. I mean, obviously, yes, we want to survive, but, but that shouldn't be your responsibility as a child. We want to thrive. And we want them to thrive. And yeah. obviously we're going to make mistakes in parenting and we're going to make mistakes as human beings. Um, but hopefully the lessons that we are learning will take us into another season of thriving rather yeah. than just surviving. So that's a good question. Are you sur- just surviving right now or are you thriving how does your life feel? In my 20s, I was surviving. Yeah. For sure. Now, and now it feels better. Yes. Things are much better now. And we... I mean... I'm thriving, but not in the way that I thought thriving was supposed to look like. But I feel like it goes through phases. Yeah. Because you, you thrive and then you're, you're like, yes, I, this is the right way. I know this is right. But then it's like your shadow comes up and it's like, hi ho yeah. I'm back. Here we go. Here's something else. And it's like, oh, geez, here we go. And then you, you it's like undulating. Mm-hmm. That's my mom's favorite word, undulation. <laughs> um, undulating, it goes up and down and up and down. Like, it's like hills. Um so if you're like, what it, here's another question. Did we ask this one already? What phase, what is this phase teaching you? Mm-hmm. Did no, we, we ask that already? That. I don't think we've asked that. So if you're thinking about what phase you're in, which there's no, if you're sitting here like, what the hell are the phases? There are no phases. There's no labeled phases. If right. you're like, what are the phases? It's like, what, what, I don't even know how to explain this. So unlearning is a phase. I, I would say relearning um, relearning it's truthfully um, just trying to figure out where you're at and yeah what that what are you learning while you're there yeah so like if you're in this in this in, in a period of where everything feels really heavy and really hard and maybe you feel like you're at your bottom at the end of the rope what is that what are you learning while you're there? Yeah. And maybe how do I get out of it? Yeah. And that's what we don't want you to feel um, alone. We want you to feel supported. Mm -hmm. Obviously we can't do it for you, but we're here to help you. And you guys are here for me because I'm a projector and I have to express through speaking to figure out what is actually going on. And that's hard for me sometimes because I don't, I don't want to communicate about certain things. And that's why I do need to get back to, to journaling and trying to live out those, like get those thoughts out so that I can process them adequately, not just continue to ignore them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what are you learning to carry on to whatever, like what, what's your next phase? What do you want to be your next phase? Do you Mm -hmm. want it to be growth? Do you want it to be triumph? Do you want it to be, um, 
finally just all encompassing love for yourself, like that would be my next phase. It would be nothing besides I want to get to the point where it's all encompassing self-love and mm-hmm. re- and I asked my friend this the other day. I was like, "What does unconditional love mean to you?" Mm-hmm. Like, what's it mean? Like, everyone's like, "Oh, I feel like unconditional love is like such a buzzword." Like, and I'm a romantic, so I'm just like, "Oh, where's my Disney prince to come and save me and, <laughs> and live, take me to my palace?" Like, what? That's not a real thing. But like, what yeah. does it mean to you? And and have you ever even thought about it? I definitely think about it. I so think what about does it mean it a lot. to you? I think I finally figured out my definition. So unconditional love is... How do I put it into words? It, so... Because I feel like there's one for self. There should be a definition for you you and yourself. Yeah. Well, maybe not. but And then also like from others. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I guess I think about it from a mom point of view. So there's, there's, there's not anything that my child could do that would make me not love them. And there is nothing that they could say that would make me not love them. But unconditional love in the same space is allowing them to make mistakes and then have the conversation of why that was not the best choice or, and doing the same thing with yourself or even with your spouse and don't, or, you know, your significant other that something that my husband and I have always done is if there is something that like if we're in public and one of us does something or we're with family or whatever, and maybe we don't agree with what happened, I got your back when we're in public, but when we get home, I'm going to let you know, or he's going to let me know. Yeah. I don't agree with what happened. And maybe this next time or maybe this is what could have been done better and I do think that's an important part of unconditional love because he loves me through it and I love him through it but at the end of the day we're still going to call each other out on the bullshit because if you don't then you're just stuck in that you know the ego state yeah and I don't want to be stuck in the ego state I I want to acknowledge my mistakes I want to him to acknowledge his mistakes and then we figure out how to move on from them together yeah because if it's a new situation even if you're a grown adult you may not know that you did if it's a very first experience for you you may not know that that's wrong until it's too late and then that makes then that's a mistake Mm -hmm. but if you can't hold each other accountable in a grace I mean it doesn't have to be graceful but in a compassionate way, like, Mm -hmm. Hey, actually that's never happened, but let's never do that again. Versus like it becoming like a huge, big argument where you're not supporting each other. Mm -hmm. But, and I feel like that's for yourself too. Like you can do that for yourself. I feel like mine is, it's pretty much what you said, but I don't have that experience. So I don't know how to put it into words like that, I guess. But, um, like I wanting someone to love you for your faults and like they love you for that. And then they love you more for what's good about like what you do, like or or love you more for how you like your heart works or Mm -hmm. how you are as a personality. But like, that's just like extra, Mm -hmm. like they like you for, they love you and care about you for like your shadows and your dark side 
and you can openly, I also feel like unconditional love is that you can be open about your dark side and they can appreciate that and validate what you're going through. And then there's also the plus of your, your light side. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, this is what you love about me because this is the basic, this is the basis of who I am as a human, my shadow work, because these are my faults and these are my, this is my darkness. And, and if you love this person, then anything else is extra and it's right good and you like that too and there's continual growth that happens in in a relationship and you know individually obviously which is kind of what we're talking about now but I guess we can jump into the other side of that where if you are in a relationship and you have to here's what we've all my husband and I've always said we have to find a way to grow together because if you don't grow together, you're going to grow apart. And we have been together like he was, we were teenagers. We were in high school. And so six, almost 16 years we've been together. And you do a lot of growing from the time that you're in high school to the time that you're 35 years old. So yeah, you have to figure out a way and hopefully you can figure out how to grow together while still having your own individual personalities and still having the yeah. separate things that you like. I don't like to fish. My husband loves to fish. I don't like, he doesn't like to do yoga. I'm a yoga teacher. You know, this isn't, it's not that you can't have your own things. Obviously you just have to figure out how to grow together. So you don't grow apart. Yeah. And I feel like that is important because you you do need your own identity, like a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you should have more of a relationship with yourself to start. And then you still continue that your emotional relationship with yourself. And then you include a partner and it should better it mm-hmm. and it should benefit. And the couple should benefit each other, not like you should change your identity to be with me. Like that's not the right relationship. And I think ours was probably the opposite. We, because we were so young, we didn't know who we were as an individual. And as we got older, we figured out who we were as individuals. Now the, who we, like the basis of who we are has not changed. Right. Like he's still a very compassionate person and I'm, you know, I'm, I have the empathy and we're still, that that basis of who we were when we were 17 and 18 years old is the same. But as we aged and like, you know, I've said before, 20s were hard and not so much on our relationship, but more so on our individual selves, trying to figure yeah. out who we were and what we wanted. And, you know, we we struggled a lot. So he joined the military. And so we moved halfway across the country. And, you know, we did a lot of things that maybe now I would say, yeah, that that was that was a lot. We made that a lot harder on ourselves. <laughs> you know, yeah. and as a 33 year old now, I would not I, I look back at it and go, well, yeah, we obviously if those things wouldn't have happened, we wouldn't be where we are right now, um, you know, and so that's that's how I look at it now. But the the my 20s, our 20s were very, very hard. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Oh, life. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, okay. What's next? I don't know. Do you want to talk about the limiting beliefs or do you want to wrap that up and wait for that for next week? Um, I feel like we can talk about it. This one. I feel like it's just one word for everyone, which is what is forcing you to hold on to something that's limiting you. And that's the word of fear. Yeah. Fear of the unknown, fear of abandonment, fear of not being loved, fear of failure, fear of just anything. Yeah. And I feel like that's the, whatever you're going through, it's always fear that is keeping you from excelling mm-hmm. or even just unknown. You just don't know what it, you don't know what it's going to look like. You don't know. Um, like with me, I've been talking about with a lot of people getting my jewelry into stores and for some reason I'm just blocking myself. Yeah. Like I'm scared that I'm going to fail. And then they're like, well, how would you fail if people buy it from you and they sell it? I don't know. What if they don't like it? Like it's all just excuses. It's all just unknown. It's all just me blocking myself. And it's like, why am I doing that? Yeah. So it, it can, what's coming next? What if I make the wrong decision? What if I'm alone? What if I'm sad? What if this doesn't get better? Just all those questions can, they can, whatever you're going through, these are all questions that are probably in everyone's minds. Yeah. And I've always had a fear of what people are going to think about me. Oh yeah. I forgot about that one. Mm -hmm. That's, that's always (laughs) been my biggest fear. Well, what will they think? Yeah. But. What will who think? I don't know. People. (laughs) You know. I think mine's more like, who will I disappoint? Yeah. Who will I hurt? Who, who will, yeah. Not really like, what will they think? I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't think I think about that one. Because I don't really care. Like, I do care, but. I'm so client facing all the time that I I understand that people aren't going to like me. Do I like it when they don't like me? No, I don't. I want to cry. But at the same time, like I don't like a lot of people. So like, I don't like a lot of, it's not that I don't like you as a person. It's a, it's just your personality is not vibing with what I'm mentally going through right now. So I can't be around you. Right. And I accept that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm, and I mean, actually, I guess I do care what people think, but it's not, it, mine's weird because when people when I've had instances in my in my life where things have seemed like a lie I guess so people that I'm very very close to or people that I I trust um or even like when people give me compliments like it always seems in in genuine disingenuous not genuine (laughs) <laughs> or it seems like they're lying. I yeah. don't know. I can never figure out if that's a word or not. <laughs> and so I've had instances where I've had people tell me that I'm too much emotionally to handle or they can't be around me because I'm too much. And so then when people tell me that, it's it's not the fact of like, oh, they don't like me. It's the fear that's in me is like, well, are all my other friendships and relationships a lie? Like, that's what I feel. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, they don't like me. I'm so sad. It's like, well, who else thinks that about me? And do I even have any real legitimate relationships around here? Or does everyone think that and they're just not telling me? 
because that's what happened in college. One of my best friends did that. And one day she was just like, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. And then it was like every single person around me started like dropping. And that started coming up again currently in the past two weeks. And it's been really mentally hard for me to process again. And so it's, yeah, it's not the fear. It's, I guess, I don't know. I don't know what to consider that. Yeah. Because it's an insecurity on me. It has sure. nothing to do with anybody else. It's just my insecurities coming up in different ways. Mm-hmm. Well, and if somebody told you that, they're not for you. <laughs> you know, they're they're just not. Yeah, but at least when it has been told to me a few times in the past two weeks, they've been able to tell me to my face. And it wasn't like, see ya, bye, I'm never talking to you again. It was just like, hey, yeah, you were kind of a lot to handle when I first met you. And I've figured it out now. <laughs> like, thanks. <laughs> that feels great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, but it's like at the end of the day, am I going to change my personality for people? No, no. Am I like, is that a bad thing to, are the things that I mean? And then it's a Mm self-evaluation. Like, is that bad? It are those things about, are those aspects of my personality who I am? Is that a front I'm putting on? Is that something that's out of control emotionally for me? Um, is that something I need to change? Is that something I need to work on? Because what, when I see it in my personality, it's, um, efficiency or caring or being there for people, I guess. But when Mm -hmm. they see it, it's compulsive. It's micromanaging. It's, so it's like, is that them reading into it because of their issues as well? Mm -hmm. Or is that really how it's coming off as me giving it out? Mm -hmm. So that's like, that's why everything's just so discombobulated in my head right now, because it's like, whose issues, (laughs) where are these coming from? What are the actual issues from here? You know? Yeah. Well, and I think that we all see things through this lens of experience and conditioning and, you know, whatever we've been learned or taught learned. Yeah. Um, let me learn you something. <laughs> let me learn you something. Uh, because so I think we've talked about this before. A lot of what our generation was taught was that you had to go to college to be successful. You had to make a million dollars. That's an over exaggeration, but you had to make so much money in order to be successful and you have to do this in order to be successful. So, My experience that I have struggled with in the last several years was I was belittling and making smaller the accomplishments that I was proud of because I didn't think anybody else would be proud of them. Because they weren't up to society's standards of success, which is not true. Right. So like when I got my yoga teaching certificate, I was scared to tell people. Because they'd be like, what are you going to do with that? Right like well I'm excited I did it I did something yeah I actually finished something damn it (laughs) (laughs) you know I went to college for a very long time but never got a degree so (laughs) I mean I was there long enough to get my degree but I just couldn't figure out what the fuck I wanted yeah pardon me sorry um (laughs) so I I I get tired of silencing 
my voice, silencing what yeah. I feel is important. And I think that's a lot of what you maybe have done lately is silence what you feel like is important to you. Yeah. So that, I mean, it's a phase. <laughs> We're in a phase. a phase. We're in a phase. So. Okay. So next week on our Facebook page, we're going to, um, we may even ask these questions. I mean, there's five days in a week, so I think we could ask a question a day. Yeah. Um, and maybe make the week start on Wednesday. Is that confusing? No, that's fine. Probably. Okay. Well, we'll try to prompt, um, a question or a few questions. I think three to five journal prompts for each section is more than enough. Because I don't want to overwhelm you. I honestly just don't want to overwhelm myself. <laughs> and then we can kind of keep a collective. So get a book. Um, get a journal. If you're like me, you have 12 of them that you don't use. Um, but you just bought it because it's pretty. Mm -hmm. So pick a journal and just pick a prompt that, we're, that we'll post. And just try to do three to five of them a week until we get to our next subject. Which our next journal prompts next week will be self-love and it may be hard and you may cry a little and that's okay. Like mm -hmm. get it out. Um, that's what it's here. That's what we're here to do. We're in the water sign right now, which is cancer is a water sign. So I honestly cannot remember. Actually I can tell you, Oh, that's the wrong one. Um, cancer season is I'm not as um, savvy with pulling things up as Katie is. So it's going to take me a second. <laughs> Well, um, and so I want to do in that as well, because I am a yoga teacher and do all those things. So I want to do breath work in there and maybe even record a, a yoga class that, that people can do. Um, so if that's something that you're interested in, you can always join us over on the Facebook group and we'll... We'll jump into all that. Yeah. With our and journal then, prompts. Yeah. So we'll kind of add it together and maybe it'd be a good. Duh. I just typed <laughs> something stupid. <laughs> um, uh, so we'll do what is after cancer? Oh, Leo. It's about to be the fire season. So best about of to luck get to you. Spicy. Um, yeah, so cancer season ends July 22nd, so we'll move from water to fire. So if you're a fire sign, you've probably been struggling pretty hard. If you're a water sign, you've probably still been struggling hard because we're just emotional all the time. If you are a, um, water or an air or a, an earth, then you probably are doing okay. But, um, we will do, oh, that's what I was going to say. With the meditations or the little yoga flows, you can do those. We'll keep them short and then mm -hmm. journal prompt after it. Yeah. Or test it out. See if you journal prompt and then do it and yeah. see what else comes up. Um, because motion is, wait, emotion is. Energy wait, and motion. Energy and motion. Energy and motion. I was going to say emotion and is energy. Oh, no, no. I was going to say something way less funny, but it was just me repeating the same words again. But <laughs> um, so try it out. Don't do it. Just I mean, you can do it. Go out to a park and journal or 
whatever. A lot of our listeners journal or they do like daily books, which is really awesome. So you can add it in. Don't, you don't have to make it too much and don't overthink it. Just go with your gut. Like whatever comes up when you read that, go for it. Keep it, maybe keep some space under it in case something comes up again. Um, so that you can go back to it because if you're like me and I'm prompted a question, it'll take me two to three days to figure yeah. out the answer before I can, um, really evaluate that question. So, um, we're excited. We hope that you guys can help us grow and we'll grow with you and we can support each other. So join the podcast or join the Facebook group, um, if not, and you want them to be emailed to you, send us your send us an email um, for the love of two hippies at gmail.com, the number two, and we can send you the journal prompts each week so that you can participate that way. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to share anything in the group mm-hmm. unless you feel called to. It is a safe group, but you don't have to feel you don't have to share exactly or you can just like water it down if you want support and see what other people are also going through. So we're glad you're here. Thanks for coming. We're grateful for you. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. And if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media. Leave us a five-star review or support us with a monthly donation, which can be found on anchor.fm. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram at for the love of two hippies, the number two. Join our Facebook group for the love of two hippies podcast. Um, and then you can also find us on clubhouse. And so thanks again. And until next time, don't worry. Be hippie.